Visit the Ford Fan Zone on Level 6 at the next Jazz home game where there are free Papa Shot games, cornhole, and foosball tables. Enjoy incredible city and mountain views while relaxing, enjoying food and drink, taking in the game, and socializing with friends. Time to talk college basketball right now. Ken Pomeroy joins us from KenPom.com, and he joins us on the Sprint Special Guest Line. At least any phone and get an iPad or Samsung Tab A for $99.99. Visit the Sprint store nearest you. Ken, good morning. Good morning, fellas. How are you? Good. We love to have you on, and uh, as we always like to point out, for people who don't know, you are actually a local guy, a Utah guy, came up with the computer formula, and it is so good. The selection committee's been using it for years. So you're a national guy and a local guy all at once, and so you know about all the emotion around BYU's big win over Gonzaga. You know what it means to the program, where they've been, and the court storm, and you get all that, but you're also cold-hearted, analytical guy. How much is that worth in a computer model? How much is that worth in NCAA seating? Yeah, it's 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 worth a little bit. Uh, as far as the analytical side, uh, you know, the work I do is trying to establish how how good a team is, and so we kind of knew going into that game that BYU was pretty good. I mean, they were they were a two point underdog in in my system, and I think they were a four point underdog in. In the real systems they use in Vegas, so it wasn't like it was a, a huge upset. So they, they, they're 16 now. They were, I think, 20th heading into that game in my system. Uh, seating wise, it's probably a little more impactful. Um, you know, the brackets I'm seeing that came out after that game are seeding BYU as a, you know, pretty solid six seed right now. A few with a seven, a few with a five. But uh, it'd be nice if they could inch up into that six range, draw an 11 seed in the first round. You know, draw a three seed in the second round. Those are Two winnable games, obviously. You'd rather play a three seed than a two seed in the second round should you get there. So uh, so I think it's a little little more of an impact there on the, on the seeding side for them. So what needs to happen for that to be accomplished to get that six seed going forward here? They obviously got Pepperdine, and then they go into WCC, which you can anticipate the semi-St. Mary's and then Gonzaga in the final. Right. I think, uh, you know, obviously beating Pepperdine is critical. It will be interesting to see how the team reacts coming off that emotional high. I mean, we have to remember that, uh, you know, the Saturday before they were barely escaping against a a San Diego team that is not good. So uh, we need to, we need to respect that. (laughs) Obviously BYU look great against Gonzaga, but for people who think this is just a, uh, an easy March to the sweet 16 now, uh, you know, they, had they lost that game to San Diego, we might we might be pumping the brakes a little bit on that thought. So uh, so obviously beating Pepperdine is is important, and you know maybe beating St. Mary's. There's a lot that goes into uh, the bracket too, as far as what other teams do. So certainly if you want to protect your seed, I think getting a you know win over St. Mary's, which would be another quality win, would would do that. And uh, you know obviously beating Gonzaga again would bump them up even higher. But uh, yeah, I think just winning those does what seem to be their next two games would. Uh, certainly cement them, I think, as a six seed. So since you mentioned the march to the Sweet 16, it seems to me that for probably 50 teams in the tournament, 
uh, and we've seen a lot of these regular season games that are crazy and upsets and top-ranked teams going down. And so what it means is, yeah, you've got a shot, and BYU's in this group. Yeah, you got a shot at the Sweet 16, uh, but they're going to be a bunch of toss-up games, and if you're good on that day, then you got a chance. If you're bad on that day, then you're out. So while you maybe you go Sweet 16, and heck, maybe you go Elite 8 since it's such a, such a crazy year, but maybe you're one and done too because 32 teams are going to lose on Thursday or Friday, and it could easily be you also. You're exactly right. There, you, you, you go down to that uh, that 12 line. I mean, we all know about the 12-5 upsets and uh, double-digit seeds r- routinely make the Sweet 16. You know, usually get one every year. Or so, um, so that's you know, do the math. 12 times four is, is 48, and usually actually there's a couple of extra 11 or 12 seeds in there now with the new format. You know, with the the first four games. So you end up with about 50 teams in that group. I do think BYU's a you know a little better than your average 11 or 12 seed, so they probably rightfully have better hopes of getting the Sweet 16. But there's no question that when you say a team, you know, getting hot and, and winning those two games, I mean, BYU is definitely in that mix. They're, you know, really dependent on the three-point shooting. You obviously saw that in the game against the Zags. They, BYU has great three-point shooters, but, uh, you know, to that point, when they had played great teams, they had not shot the three-ball well. You know, the previous matchup against Gonzaga – they were 30%. You know, against San Diego State, they were 33%. Against Kansas, they were 27%. So that was really the first time, you know, against an elite opponent that they had shot the three ball, like uh, I guess you could say they were capable of, you know, 41% um, on Saturday. So, uh, and not just 41%, but, you know, Wilson and Hawes were, you know, making making those Lillard three-pointers where they were seven, eight feet off the line. And you have to make those against the great teams. You're not going to get those easy three-pointers, great looks right on the line. You know, the teams have scouted, the, scouted Haas and scouted Toulson and, and, and know what they're capable of. So, um, so that's going to be the challenge. But they are capable of that. And if they, I mean, they're really going to be dependent on that. If they can make 40% of their threes in the NCAA tournament, you know, there are, they're going to be in every game regardless really of who they play. It's not a stretch to see Gonzaga not losing again until they get to the NCAA tournament. If that happens, are they a one seed? And if they lose a game, how bad does it drop them? I think they're still a one seed if they they yeah win the rest of their games. Uh, you know they they'll obviously have a pretty nondescript opponent uh, in the first round. I think I haven't taken a peek at the standings, but last I checked, it would have been Pacific, I believe, in the. In the first game, and then, uh, and then obviously whoever they get in the title game would be a quality win. So I think they're pretty well. You know, obviously not locked into the to the one seed if they suffer a, a bad loss here. But uh, assuming they their only loss is in the title game, they should be fine. You know, the one the top of the the, the bracket right now is uh, as we know not particularly strong. Kansas is pretty well locked in at this point. Baylor's looking good, and then after that. Um, you know, there aren't a lot of challengers. Maryland's kind of coming on strong out of the Big Ten, but you can almost guarantee they will take uh, another loss or two, if not more, out of that league. Uh, Duke is maybe another challenger. Dayton is still lurking out there, but there aren't a lot of quality wins for Dayton on the on the uh, schedule. So uh, Gonzaga still looks really good. San Diego State's obviously out there as well. Is a, um, still a potential one seed, and I think still the front runner for that fourth one. So, uh, yeah, I think you can pretty much bank on Gonzaga getting a one seed this year. So we were discussing uh, Pac-12 basketball, and that's a crazy race. 
And uh, PK brought up that if you're an eight or nine seed at this point, you are still not in. You have work to do. You can mess up an eight or nine seed without trying too hard. Uh, Utah State would be in that group. Arizona State would be in that group. How do you feel about the teams that are kind of at that level? I and mean, Utah State, that's probably too high for Utah State. Utah State's probably closer to the line and the bubble than that. Uh, but but how, how far in do you have to be before you can really be comfortable? Yeah, this date, I would say, uh, yeah, you're probably, uh, you know, a seven, yeah, seven, six, seven, somewhere in there. Uh, you know, it's, it's different for different teams, too. You know, we're talking about BYU, and they, they probably, you know, they just have three games left, whereas some teams still have, you know, three regular season games. They might, you know, be in a conference tournament where they open with a very weak team, and so you can do more damage to yourself in those situations, but... Um, yeah, certainly if you're on the eight nine line right now, uh, you can play your way out. And you know, obviously we've seen cases where people think a team is a you know a ten seed on Selection Sunday, they don't get in. So um, so even on Selection Sunday, if you it looks like you're a ten seed, there's there's no guarantee. So yeah, probably the you know that eight that eight seed right now is the cutoff. Eights are you know got to figure they're in pretty good shape, but um, you're trying to guess what 10, 10 random, well, nine random dudes and, and one random woman are, are doing on the selection committee. And uh, obviously nobody can read their minds. And from year to year, uh, their criteria changes and just their discussions change in the, in the room. And it's impossible to predict. And so uh, I think you certainly want to be at this point on the eight line and at least on the, on the nine line heading into selection Sunday before you can really feel safe. So the Pac-12 has really been nutso this season as far as this conference race. I can't figure it out, and you think some team is going to emerge. I thought Arizona was on a streak, and then they gag away that Oregon game. So the thought for you is some teams are looking pretty good for sure, but since it's been so crazy, can I say that anybody is an absolute lock to go to the tournament out of the Pac-12? Absolute lock. Yeah, I mean, I think – I think the top three, you know, the teams that we thought, I guess, were the top three, the teams that have been ranked in the AP poll generally most of the season, you know, Oregon, Colorado, and Arizona, and they all looked pretty safe at this point. So I think those three are in to some extent. Uh, you know, it's where are the other bids going to come from? Arizona State's late run here has been um, impressive and certainly swimming against the stream in terms of what, bubble teams tend to do this time of year, which is, you know, win some and lose some, but Arizona's not losing too many. So, uh, you know, certainly that win against Oregon, I think, I don't know if it necessarily punches our ticket, but pretty close. And uh, obviously Utah did some damage to USC's resume. So they're certainly in more of a precarious situation. Um, But yeah, I think those top three are, I would call them locks at this point. And um, I think Arizona State, while not a lock, is... Uh, you know, certainly on the doorstep of, of getting there. So still, you know, for probably a five-bid league at this point, we'll see what happens in the, in the conference tournament, obviously, as well. But um, how about this stat, fellas? Uh, just came to mind. But Oregon uh, beat Arizona, beat them by one point, beat them by one point in overtime. That was actually the second time this year that has happened. And uh, I went through my, my vast uh, database of research, and I have not found a team that has beaten another team in the regular season by one point in overtime twice. Uh, so That is freaky. 
pretty unusual. <laughs> All right, stat man Ken Pomeroy, tell me what are the odds they meet in the conference tournament and it happens the third time? <laughs> it's funny you should ask that because I also happen to know that uh, – there have been 37 uh, since, over the last 24 seasons, as far as my database goes back, but uh, work with me here. Uh, over the past 24 seasons, there have been 37 prior cases of a team beating another team one, by one point twice, not in overtime, just, just by one point. And actually, they've only met, those teams have only met in the conference tournament four times after that. So uh, it has not happened. No team has ever beaten another team three times by one point in the same season. And, you know, those two teams obviously could get matched up. I mean, they probably will both get first-round buys in the, in the Pac-12 tournament. So, you know, they could, there are ways they could beat in the semis. It wouldn't be shocking or maybe in the title game. So uh, I'm looking forward to that potential matchup. I'm looking forward to it. Are you of the belief of the proverbial anything can happen in Vegas for the Pac-12? <laughs> uh, yeah, to some extent. I mean, so it's clearly. I do still like Arizona. I do still think they're the best team in the league. My power ratings would um, attest to that. But they obviously haven't necessarily gone on that winning streak yet. But it's possible too. The way things are looking right now, they might not even you know get that first round by. Um, the top of the league is is pretty flat, and the bottom of the league is you know reasonably strong. I and mean, there's a little more parity this year, I think, than than there has been in, in previous seasons. So. Uh, so there should be some upsets. I mean, I was, you know, noting the other day that Washington's 3-12, and 12, and yet they have positive point differential in the Pac-12. I mean, if things shake out, if Arizona State should somehow end up with a five seed uh, and they play Washington in the first round of the Pac-12 tournament, like that, the points around that game is going to be very close. Like, it wouldn't even be shocking if Washington, you know, is, is favored by a point. That's how, how close those teams are. So, uh it should be pretty wild. There should be a few upsets, and you know we've obviously seen teams at the bottom are capable of beating teams at the top, and teams at the top are, are not juggernauts this year. So, uh, so it should be a pretty fun event. Ken, as always, we appreciate the time. Thanks a lot. All right, guys, I always enjoy it. Thanks for having me on. All right, there's Ken Pomeroy.